Welcome to this podcast with a clinical teacher, recorded on Friday the 1st of April 2011. I'm Steve Trumbull and I'm joined by John Dixon, who's in Sheffield in the United Kingdom. He's the lead author of an article in the March issue of The Clinical Teacher entitled Teaching Clinical Examination Using Peer-Assisted Learning Amongst Graduate Entry Students. Welcome, John. Hi, Steve. Now, what exactly is peer-assisted learning by your definition? Peer-assisted learning is, is teaching by people at a similar stage in the educational process. So teaching is traditionally delivered by experts. The point of peer-assisted learning is that it's delivered by non-experts who are probably just maybe one stage ahead of the learner. That wouldn't give them much separation, though. Surely uh, something um, requires a bit of distance, a bit of wisdom for teachers to be able to, to really impart knowledge? Yeah, definitely. I think that's right. I don't think we would claim that peer-assisted learning is a substitute for uh, expert-led teaching, but I think it can be an additional complementary way of teaching. Okay, so what then do you see as the main advantages of a peer-assisted learning process? Well, I think um, being an expert creates a barrier between being a teacher and being a, a learner. Although experts obviously have more expertise to pass on, sometimes they lose insight into the difficulties of people at relatively early stages in their training. So people who have just um, cleared those hurdles, um, for example in our paper it was final year students teaching first year students, they're a little bit ahead but not far ahead so they remember the anxieties and they can help in that way. I notice you use the word empathy in your paper, clearly uh, somebody who's within uh, range of the, the learner would probably be able to understand their struggle a bit more than somebody for, to whom it all comes so easily. Yeah, exactly, and I think um, learning is at least in part kind of emotional and about rapport and relationship between the, the teacher and, and the learner, and medical school can be stressful, there's quite a lot at stake, and um, if there's a, a good rapport between people at, uh, like I say, similar stages in their education, I think that really helps. Mm. Well, that's true. And, and your project actually taught uh, clinical examination. Uh, what was actually involved in the uh, peer tutors teaching the students? There's no um, simple answer to that, really, because one of the things that defined our program was giving the um, the teachers the opportunity to teach in the way they thought best. So the teaching program was just defined by the medical school's curriculum and then the tutors were given basically complete freedom to deliver uh, the teaching in the way they thought best and that often was based on feedback from their uh, peer students. That, that seems counterintuitive to me though. I would have thought that uh, final year students would need a fair bit of structure for their teaching to know what to actually do rather than being given free reign. Yeah, I mean, we found the opposite. I think um, there was a lot of enthusiasm amongst the peer uh, tutors. Like I said earlier, they can remember quite clearly struggles they had when they were at the previous stage, and I think were keen to help in the way that they thought they could have been helped at the same stage. Mm, that's a very good motivation, I suppose, that sort of altruism. Do you think they got anything more out of it, apart from that sense of helping their, their juniors? Yeah, I do. Um, I've... Um, I went to school as a graduate entry student and I'd done quite a bit of teaching before and my personal view is teaching is one of the best ways to learn the subject to yourself and I think all our tutors felt afterwards that they'd got to know the subject better themselves 
just by doing the teaching. I was interested that you chose clinical examination. We've done a, a similar but smaller project down here in Melbourne, uh, actually having final year students go into the PBL groups with first year students and sort of in that way revise their basic sciences as they're about to leave the course while bringing a clinical perspective on those to the junior students. And I mean, our evaluation suggested that the tutors probably got more out of it than the tutees in terms of revising what, they, uh, what they'd what they learned so many years previously. But beyond that, there's the teaching skills as well, and clearly that's an important competency for the students to be going forward with. Yeah, definitely. And in, in the UK and Britain, being able to teach and um, being proved, um, proving that you can teach is part of the GMC's document. Um, and I think, although it wasn't formally incorporated into our program, that's another of the advantages of peer-assisted learning. Yeah, I can see that too. I, I'm still struggling a little bit with the idea of clinical examination, though. I mean, I can only imagine that the junior students, or in your case, the senior students who are teaching the junior students, that those senior students would still be fairly uh, clumsy and sort of... Um, They'd lack the finesse of a really experienced clinician demonstrating and teaching clinical examination. Was that something you deliberately did to have people who weren't so expert in the technique that it was just a, a blur of hands? I think probably in a pragmatic sense, the thing that the peer students got from the program most was help passing the medical finals. And that was a barrier that the um, peer tutors had already passed. Mm. So certainly clinical examination is, a, is um, a high level skill and it takes years really to master it. Um, and I wouldn't claim that our final year students had mastered it. But I think they'd mastered it in the sense that they'd passed the finals and that gave them a lot of um, kudos and gravitas amongst the first year students. Yeah, and that's really the level that the first years are striving for, isn't it? I mean, it always strikes me it's a bit like getting somebody like, um, you know, Jensen Button, the Formula One driver, to teach somebody how to, to drive a car in the first instance. They're almost too expert at it, but if you uh, are fairly new to the skill, you can probably break it down into component bits better. And as you say, the face validity of these people who have already achieved what the students are, are striving for is, is fantastic. What about the outcomes? Did the students receiving the tutoring actually learn what they needed to know? Yeah, I think, to be honest, that was probably the main weakness of the study. We used something called the nominal group technique uh, to generate feedback from the students, and it did that really well. Um, but what it didn't do was prove that the learning outcomes were good. It just showed, basically, that the um, students liked the teaching, that it was well-received. And I think if I do some more research on this area, then I think one of the outcomes that we should we should make sure are incorporated into future studies is to prove that the peer-assisted learning program leads to better outcomes rather than perceived enjoyment amongst the students. Sure. I mean, for what it's worth, though, all the students passed the exam, didn't they? And you had close That's to, right. I mean, it was 96%, I think, was your average over the previous five years before actually instituting this program. Yeah, and obviously we were pleased with that. There's a little bit of a ceiling effect, I think, with medical finals where in most years most people pass. Actually, I am pretty convinced that if you chose the right outcome measure, you could show that people taught using peer-assisted learning had better outcomes than people not exposed to that technique. So that's something I'd like to do in the future. And as you said at the beginning, it's obviously way beyond just a, an examination score. There's a lot of uh, hidden um, stuff going on with the relationship between the students and the, the role modelling and things like that. 
Yeah. All right. Well, look, I think it's a great uh, a great concept, and uh, certainly in uh, this world of increasing student numbers and decreasing funding for medical schools, it sounds a very cost effective option and uh, good for everybody involved. You've got to love that. Yeah, I think it really is cost effective. I think um, with relatively a few resources, it could easily be implemented. I only know about UK medical schools, but it could easily be implemented uh, UK-wide. And the feedback from our students was fantastic. The students that received it, I'm sure, would at least enjoy it, and hopefully they'd be improved by it. Fantastic. Well, we hope to hear you talking more about it in the future. And uh, thanks again for writing for The Clinical Teacher. I encourage all our listeners to uh, have a look at uh, the paper um, on the web or in the printed journal from the, the March issue 2011. Thank you very much indeed, John. Pleasure, Steve. Thank you.